Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hello, hello, hello. It's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding. Welcome to the show today. I'm so glad you stopped by. All right, guys, so we are going to be talking to grant writing expert, drumroll please, Rodney Walker. And he is amazing. He's actually been on the show before, and he is absolutely awesome. Like, I always get such great feedback when he comes on the show. He has so much to offer. He's been in the grant writing and freelance grant writing space for quite a while. He has a very healthy LinkedIn group as well, so you'll definitely have to find that uh, Grant Central USA. It's really, really awesome and engaging. He is um, going to be sharing with you something that he has recently created, and this is called igrantwriters.com. So if you are a freelance grant writer, this is like the Yelp, all right, for you. So you definitely want to be on it because it is a place and it's a platform where people can find grant writers. So I know a lot of you guys have been asking for this. Um, I know some of you guys are on Upwork, you're on other platforms, but let's face it, those platforms are for any and every expertise. iGrantWriters.com is specifically for finding a grant writer. <laughs> so it is the perfect place for you to be if you are a freelance grant writer. It is also great if you guys are listening as nonprofit leaders out there and you're looking to find a grant writer or you want some type of support, this is where you can go. So you can definitely view the listing, you can see the community, you can connect with top rated writers, or you know, even like say if you're a freelance grant writer and you aren't that familiar with federal grants, but you get a, a client that wants you to write a federal grant, you could connect with other grant writers on here that have federal grant writing experience, and you could, um, you know, maybe hire them to help you write that. You could also maybe just refer that client over to the other grant writer and develop some great relationships. So this is just one thing that we will be talking about today. Um, he's also going to share some great information behind the scenes, as he always does, always willing to share behind the scenes on what he is doing and how he has really transitioned into the online space even more. Even before the pandemic, he was definitely a forerunner in the freelance grant writing space online. So he's going to show you a little bit more about what he's doing. He's going to share that with you. Um, and it's great information. So this is definitely an episode that you want to listen to if you are thinking about becoming a freelance grant writer, or if you currently are a freelance grant writer, a nonprofit consultant, and looking for some more tips and nuggets. This is definitely going to rock your world. Um, this is also for you if you're a nonprofit leader and want to get a little bit more behind the scenes. All right, guys, this is episode 156. So for all the show notes, you can definitely check out grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 156. Enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Holly Rustic, founder of Grant Writing and Funding. And I have a very special guest with me on the show, returning to the show, Mr. Rodney Walker. Hey, Rodney, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful, Holly. Thank you for having me again. 
Yes. Yes. So this is actually, I was looking it up and I was like, oh my gosh, you've actually been on the show several times. So, well, this will be number four. So I'm really excited. So you came on 93. So podcast episode 93, we had our chat. We got to really know more about you. It was really one of the most popular shows that I've had. So thank you so much. <laughs> and then you also came on the show with Dr. Beverly Browning, where we just did a live Zoom call and then we recorded it. So that was episode 117 and 118. And that was really about freelance grant writers, especially this was at the beginning of the pandemic. And we're both, we were all like, let's go ahead and answer some questions for people who are out there maybe questioning what they got themselves into. <laughs> just not knowing yeah. how to move forward. <laughs> yeah. So that's been so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you I'm glad you having me back here. You know, when you said uh 93, I thought you said 1993. I said, man, no. I had a hairline. I had a hairline in 93. I was like, whoa, take me back. Thank you, Holly. <laughs> We've been friends for decades. <laughs> Yeah, so it's been fun. So yeah, episode 93. So yeah, That's so awesome. we are, yeah, we're moving into you our one fifty. You didn't you didn't cross a hundred mark on our wedding. Yeah. Kudos, <laughs> way to go, Holly. <laughs> That's right, you're in the house. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah, so it's been fun. This podcast has been so much fun. And I'm so glad for all you guys who are listening or watching. So we are on YouTube as well. Um, so do check us out on grant writing and funding on YouTube. But before I get into it, some of you might not have known or heard Rodney before a bit on the podcast. So I want to go ahead and introduce him and share his bio real quick. So, but because I also love your bio, like it's fantastic. <laughs> so uh, for those of you who may not know Rodney, this is a little background about him. And then you're going to get, we're really going to get to know him more today. Um, but Rodney Walker is the president of Grant Central USA and is a highly sought after grant development systems expert that helps thousands of organizations nationwide to get funded. With over 14,000 members in his online discussion group, which is on LinkedIn and I'm a part of, it's fantastic by the way, he influences and inspires people to do a better job of telling their organizational stories to become more attractive to funders. He has helped his clients raise over $357 million in grants and conducts the ultimate grant writing that gets funding training workshops nationwide. These empower nonprofits, government agencies and individuals on the best ways to secure grant money. And they also host the Education Grants Conference that trains schools and districts on today's best practices and winning educational grants at educationgrantsconference.com. So Rodney has appeared on ABC, NBC, and CBS News for his work in education and in hundreds of grant training videos and produces numerous award-winning resources at grantcentralusa.com. So be sure to check that out. We're also going to be talking about his new iGrant writer. So I grant writer, I think I've that, I love that. So it's igrantwriter.com. So we're definitely going to be talking about that today. So if you are thinking about becoming a freelance grant writer, if you're already in it and you've plateaued and you want to, you know, kind of level up, this is the podcast to listen to today. So thank you so much, Rodney, once again, for coming on the grant writing and funding podcast. I'm so honored to be here. And you know, you've been just doing so many good things around here, putting a lot of love out and helping people in so many ways. So Holly, it is always a pleasure to, uh, to be here on your show. And I saw that the book just had a birthday, right? Yeah. I saw that the book had a birthday. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you awesome. have a birthday party happy, for happy things. Birthday <laughs> happy birthday book. <laughs> 
Yeah, the revised uh, beginner's grant, uh, our beginner's guide to grant writing just turned one years old. So before it was called Wish Granted, I changed the title uh, a year ago on, on November 24th. So it just had its one year old birthday. And that book has, um, you know, we're, we're reaching, I think I just had 82 reviews today. So it's really going up. It's been, it's hit number one in 14 categories on Amazon as a bestseller. So it's been like amazing and it really helps. Um, awesome, you know, yeah. awesome. you, you listen, you, 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 spreading that knowledge out and helping people to to do some good stuff so so keep up the good work in that thank regard thank you thank you so much i appreciate that and i love how spiffy you're looking today you got like your village listen i gotta do my thing for those you can't see i have to do it for holly <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate it <laughs> and my world of sweats and like shorts right now <laughs> it's really nice to see it <laughs> Hey, I own the sweats right now. I'm like leggings, uh huh. <laughs> Heels and dresses for too long. <laughs> so, yeah. so, anyways, yeah, I'm super glad that you're on the show again. And I just want to say, you know, let's go ahead and get into it. Like, you've been doing a lot. I've been seeing igrantwriter.com pop up a lot in your LinkedIn group. So, do check it out, you guys. Uh, the LinkedIn group and Grant Central USA. And Definitely, it's really cool because a lot of, so I work with a lot of freelance grant writers too, right, who want to start their own businesses who are aspiring or they are already and they want to level up or become a freelance grant writer. And one of the things they asked me is like, should I post on Upwork? Like, where do I get my stuff out so people can find me? And then when I saw this, I was like, oh, that's where you go, right? So, but I wanted to bring you on the show. So I was like, come on the show and talk about this because I want to learn more about it, um, especially for people who are listening that would be interested in that and for my students, right? Um, and just, and for myself even, like, what, is, what does that look like? So can you talk about it a little bit? And what, how, why did you come up with this idea? Awesome, I'd be, I'd be happy to. You know, I think when I look at why, some of the why with this, in addition to just doing good in terms of business to put more out there to help serve this community, I will remember very vividly when I was first starting into this whole freelance consulting world. And I was at a time where I was, I was in grad school at the time, broke as all get out, <laughs> trying to find my way, uh, had been going to a number of jobs, trying to get interviewed, very qualified, but still was being denied. And then eventually one day decided, hey, you know what? I need to take matters into my own hands. And that's when I decided to launch into doing business for myself. Mm -hmm. The process of that though, I was still so broke <laughs> that I couldn't even at the time, Holly, I really afford a, a website. So mm. I, ended up, I ended up having a web page. <laughs> you know? And that web page ended up being on a site that uh, was an organization called the Alliance for Nonprofit Management. They used to have a directory. So I got the, listen, I got the student version. Everything oh, was yeah. like, <laughs> I got the student version. And I had my little one little page up there and place it up there and place my little information up there. And I was doing uh, general, more general kind of consulting mm -hmm. in the nonprofit sector at that time. But I placed it up there and it stayed up there for a, for a few months and nothing happened. And then all of a sudden one day I received this telephone call from this program officer from the Flint Ridge Foundation here in Pasadena. Mm -hmm. And she ran across that profile. And this was before LinkedIn became the, 
mammoth giant that is yeah. now. Yeah. Then they have all the directories. So I put my information in that directory and she called me and I went in and met with her and that little one little page, I think I might've paid maybe $45 for the whole year to have that site. Mm-hmm. But that little one little profile turned into like a $25,000 a client for that year and then they renewed a second year so literally my $45 turned into over $50,000 or so. Wow that's and a nice so ROI a little return on investment. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and now a part of what I'm doing here with the uh, iGrant writers is creating the same thing and paying it forward in a different way so there may be some other people just like I was that say mm-hmm. okay right now, I need a website I don't have a website right now. This provides an opportunity for them to literally have a web presence and showcase their information and possibly provide leads for them for somebody that may be looking for a grant writer in their area as well. So so that's some of the why behind it. I love that. And I love that story too. I mean, that's so good. Like as far as going into, you know, more of the psychology even behind why you started to do what you started to do, right. Um, But working for yourself and, um, you know, just to dig into that a little bit too, it's like, I've realized, especially during this time, even before this, right. Like if people are like, oh, you know, you're J-O-B. And I always thought that's not stable, but anything I create is more stable than anything anyone can create for me, right? So yeah, is that kind of how you felt too moving, even though you were broke, like you said, but you're like, you know what? I'm gonna like work harder for myself and you know, be more available for myself than somebody else can be for me. Absolutely, you know, it's it's catch 22 because on one end you, when you are dependent upon a check from somebody else, mm-hmm. you kind of get a little lax because you're dependent upon someone else to give you a check. And I never forget that I was in a situation, wonderful organization that I was working for at the time. I was a, I was working for this organization, and I knew that financially they should have been compensating me even more. And I wanted a raise. And I never forget going and asking for a raise. And then the board, you know, the executive director basically saying, "Hey." let's take this to the board and let's see what the board says. And the board came back and, and decided, you know, they, they voted and said, said no. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and here I am wanting, this is when I was at the very front end of wanting to learn how to become a grant professional mm. and wanted to take that knowledge and insight, say, great, I can learn this information. I can go and apply for some grants for our organization. They said, no, they voted. Mm-hmm. So it became very important for me to vote as well. And so I, didn't, I decided to vote on myself and to believe in myself mm-hmm. even more and stepped out to start my own business. At the time, mm-hmm. I didn't think I was going to be starting my own business because I was going to go get another job at first. Okay, this is... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then those doors kept... Yep, <laughs> yep. Right. I said, you know what? Maybe I need to start my own business here. And that's where the journey kind of led me. So it was ups and downs. But when I tell you, I had to do it all over again in a heartbeat, would have done it sooner. Yeah. Would have done it much sooner. So that's, that's how things kind of rolled out for me. Oh, that's great. I mean, I love that. You know, I, you kind of, I'm going to veto that. (laughs) Listen, you're vetoing my life. Okay. 
So <laughs> no, I think that's great. Yeah, and I, I think that's important for people to consider. And you know, the, looking at you also have a vote for your life, and you have the biggest one. <laughs> like, so don't feel disempowered. Like those board of directors, they might not have even known you, right? You know what I mean? So, and they're making decisions purely based on you know finances, what, you know, risk there are, blah, blah, blah. Like they might not have a lot of insight. So you're basically putting your, your wealth and your life, you know, into somebody else's hands that may not have all the pieces and know you like, that's crazy. Exactly. And it's like creating a ceiling for me. Thank Mm -hmm. you very much. I don't need a roof over my head right now in terms of you setting my limitations. Yeah. Like great organization, good people they good people however it just goes to show you that good people may not have your best interests in mind the way you do and you have mm-hmm. your best interest more than anybody and yeah. you know what your potential is greater than anybody so so my philosophy soon became why ask for permission to do what you already have the power to do yourself mm-hmm. and that's when th- that was the beginning stages of shaking off those shackles of being dependent upon someone else to do for me what I could do for myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I like how it was like, you kind of shook it off, but then you're like, but wait, I want to apply for more jobs. I'm going to leave this to get another job here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that part had to, you know, again, it was evolving, changing and Mm -hmm. growing. And it took a while to grow into that, but it, it, it was funny to me where that which I was asking for a raise for over here, when later on, when I grew and developed, I can tell you how many times the salary that I had, I was multiplied numerous times over here. Yeah. Um, where it was easily 10x over here compared yeah. to what it was over there. Because yeah. now it was like matters were in my own hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love that. And, you know, that happened in you. Yeah. Yeah. And that happened to me too. I remember before I was like, I was gonna, you know, I had thought about for years, like I can do this a hundred percent, do it full time as a freelancer. And then, but there was still like, oh, but before I leave this job, let me apply for some other ones. And, you know, they're paying like $10,000 more a year. Ooh, <laughs> benefits. Woo, you know? And then it was the same thing. It was like door slam, bam, door slam, bam. And it was like, so then it was just like, you know what, uh, you know, I'm going to have to do it myself, I guess, which I kind of knew in my heart but it was just like you almost you know you look at those things and at the time it's this painful like to have someone reject you but you know it's all part of life and it really helped me be like okay this is just an affirmation that I need to or confirmation moreover that I need to open my own thing and do what I really know that I should do but I'm just avoiding right so <laughs> sometimes that fear we allow that fear to grip us yeah and realize it and the confidence really isn't there Mm-hmm. where it needs to be and at the time if you would ask me if the confidence was there i would say oh yeah the confidence is there i would have probably thought that but but looking back at it now i realized hey the confidence wasn't where it needed to be yeah. and that's why when i when i talk with people and just real honestly it's like hey you you really want to take a look at growing this area because that's probably the most important area that you can that you can really go to work on. If you go to work on that, then the sky truly becomes the limit because mm-hmm. now you have the, the, the confidence in yourself to step out and do what's, what's secretly bubbling up on the inside that you may be squashing. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And I think I, I totally agree with you. And I see that, you know, even um, with my students and I do polls, like what's been the number one thing holding me back. And like, it's almost unanimously like the top one is confidence or how they it's translated as like imposter syndrome or, you know, things that all relate to having courage and really believing in yourself. Right. And it's such an interesting thing to think, why don't we believe in ourselves? But the way, you know, the society is, the culture is like, it really, you know, we haven't really taken our own lives into our own hands throughout most of our life, which is weird, (laughs) but it's true. You know, it's so true. And it's that undercurrent. I call Mm -hmm. it the undercurrent of Mm self-talk because that undercurrent of self-talk oftentimes is, has been shaped and developed from the time when we've been children and those in our environment has shaped a lot of that. And if that undercurrent hasn't been very intentionally spoken to and reshaped and stopped where it was negative to say, okay, great, I'm gonna replace that negative self-talk with something that's gonna be positive. Mm-hmm. Then until we change that undercurrent, we, we can be going around having more of that self-doubt because that's continuously speaking to us instead of the, that positive undercurrent saying, hey, yeah, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Believe in yourself, try it, go make it happen. I love that. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. And a lot of times it's, you know, it's things maybe that aren't, weren't necessarily a negative thing. Like you think it's not just, you have to go like through trauma to have these undercurrents, right? It's like a lot of times it might just be your loved ones, like really just not wanting you to fail. So, you know, I think that's more of a lot of it. It's like people that love you. Sometimes they really hold you back because they just don't want to see you fail. They don't want to see that risk that, you know, like they just want to keep you safe. And so you start believing it. And then you start going to ask them for questions like, should I start my own business or what should I do in this? And they've never done that. So what if you go broke? Okay. Okay. But, but I, I love what you, what you, what you said there, because it's so true. Sometimes people are speaking out of their own fears, but it's, it's oftentimes surrounded, like you said, with, with care and concern, but sometimes the care and concern can still be something that is not going to help you to stretch and grow. Yeah. And everything is continuously changing. So mm-hmm. we got to be changing, got to be growing and getting smarter, wiser, and better yeah. to be able to reach for those things we really desire to, to have. Absolutely. And that's why people, yeah. So I encourage you guys out there to, you know, if you're aspiring freelance grant writer, are you in it? Maybe you're hitting some walls, you're, you're, you know, that, that confidence, right. It's waning a little bit. There are resources like Rodney's LinkedIn group, right? Like it's a fantastic, like being around other people who may be going through similar things is really inspiring and motivational. And, you know, maybe they're a step or two ahead of you or just miles ahead, but they have some great answers and some great pathways. Right. So just speaking of that too, I know I'm going back to confidence just briefly. I know you had recently put out, um, or now it's not too recent, but, um, a mindset CD, right. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes. Well, that's, it's a CD actually that I created for myself called believe if I'm speaking of the same thing mm-hmm. that CD was originally developed for me. And it was, it came about during one of the most challenging times of my life. And at the time I started reading uh, a few books. One of the books was Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. And 
in that book, it had spoken about the importance of getting that positive self-talk and then really growing that confidence and had some other elements. And I decided, you know what, I need to develop something to remind myself continuously. So I decided to, to develop a, a meditational kind of CD that would be something that would be me speaking to me and reminding me to believe in yourself, reminding me to, to do your best, reminding me of all these different things. And so that CD was originally first made for me, but then afterwards I said, man, listen, some other people could possibly benefit from it as well. So Holly, anybody that you have, any of your students that listen to this podcast, because they listen to this podcast and because they know you, I'll be happy to put it in every in, it, in every single person's hand. You just got to let me know. Oh, thank uh, you. That if you want to send it or whatever, but I'd be happy to put that in everybody's hand. The first half of it is designed to, to help you to kind of think through um, and to start envisioning, envisioning your successful future that you desire. Mm -hmm. The other side is designed to really inspire you because sometimes we get have those low points and we need to quickly get ourselves in check. And that one's like a supercharge to help you to really kind of regain focus and, and press through whatever you're going through. Oh, thank you. That is so great. So I'll definitely have that link into uh, the show notes, you guys. So if you're listening along, do you jump over there? Thank you, Rodney. That's so great. Um, yeah, because I remember I saw that and you were posting about it in, in LinkedIn so that we do stay connected there. And it was really cool. I was like, oh, this is so good because I'm really into positive affirmations as well. And I've seen it change my life dramatically. I've seen it change other people's lives dramatically. Like, you know, and it's just, it's, it's amazing. Like, um, I mean, thinking grow rich, just that alone. Like I've done that as part of a workbook with masterminds and yeah, I mean, it's just, it's like one of those you read again and again. What's your favorite affirmation around there? Cause I got, a, I got some too. What's, your, what's one of your favorite affirmations that you go through? Do you have a daily one? Oh, I do. Yeah. I have a, my, my vision board up there, but I like, um, I continually expand in abundant success and love. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. I love it. That's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. I have, I have, I have on my phone mm -hmm. every day I'm going throughout my walks and I keep on saying it. Here's what I found that was very, very powerful. Uh, and I'll share one based yeah. on what we just got through sharing here. I probably have on this one about 10 or 11 that I go through. And what I typically will do is I will take that affirmational statement and I will repeat it at least typically 10 times. And what I like to do when I go for my walks Whatever block I'm on, I will say that one over and over again. Oh, nice. I like that. Block, I go to the next set and do mm -hmm. that one for about 10 or however long that block is until I'm done. Yeah. And I know sometimes people will be saying, who's that guy talking to himself over there? But I believe we, we all we all talk to ourselves all the time. Mm -hmm. but the most important part is, is that conversation that you are having with you, is it a positive one that's feeding you positively? Mm -hmm. Is it one that's sending messages to that we want to stop sending to ourselves yeah. like you can do it. So one that I have, and this is kind of in a line with what we talked about a little earlier. Mm -hmm. it, this is my number seven. And I'll say this when I say, I take charge continuously instead of asking for permission to do what is in my rightful jurisdiction to execute and make happen. Ooh, so I'll say that's 10 good. times. And let me tell you what happens as a result. Sometimes, Holly, I will be sleeping. 
at night. <laughs> it's even real good. And the beautiful thing about those affirmations and about our minds is that it just keeps things playing on rewind yeah. sometimes while I'm sleeping. And, and that's what I mean by that undercurrent, keeping mm -hmm. that positive, which, uh, which I believe is very helpful and very important. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah, I've had the same thing. It's like you wake up and like, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I need to check that thing. Like I need to do the thing. Like it gives me inspiration or ideas too. Like if I'm stuck somewhere and what decision I should make. Right. So it yeah. gives me, yeah. So I love that. And just, I like you're repeating it 10 times while you're walking um, because two part of it is feeling it. You have to like feel the reality of it. And sometimes that takes more than once, right? Like to repeat it. Yeah. To really yes. like, that's I, I, my start, when I start saying it, my back starts straightening up. Yeah, the whole okay. <laughs> starts changing because words have, a, have the power to impact us physiologically as well. And so taking advantage of that, because here's the real reality. All of us are easily influenced. Mm -hmm. Whether we want to accept it or believe it or not, we are all easily influenced. Let the right commercial come on for, for you know, flashing some fries or something else in front of us. Bam, they say, you know, we're, we're often moving in that direction. Yeah. So what becomes even more powerful is when we start sending those positive messages to ourselves. The other corporations out there spend billions of dollars annually to influence us. Mm -hmm. And my thing is, if they're spending that kind of money to influence me, what should I be doing daily that doesn't cost me a penny? <laughs> to influence me in the direction that I want to go in. Oh, I love that. And that's so true. So, and I think that's why, you know, I'm glad that we're spending some time on this because it's not really discussed a lot of times, but I think this is just through my experience, like I said, and I'm sure through years of working with so many people, this is the one thing that holds people back is that lack of confidence, that fear, right? The what ifs. And, I, and one thing I had said, I was just on this uh, conference the other day and I said, you know, they said, well, if someone's thinking of starting a business, what's the thing they should do right now? Like what's one thing they can do? And I said, write down what would be the biggest disaster if you went forward on your dream. And now write down what would be the best thing that could happen. And look at that, right? You know what I mean? And then see if it's really worth it. Because when we face like what's the scariest thing, sometimes it's not that scary. You know what I mean? But when you face like, what's the best thing that could happen? It's like above and beyond our dreams. So I think that's part of it too, is just naming your fears and then just being like, okay, but you know, I'm going to honor you. I know you're trying to keep me safe, but that's not the reality. So thank you. You can go now. <laughs> you know, so. They're just saying everything that you want is on the other side of your fear. Yeah. And I, I think that's really, there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. So it's not letting those things kind of hold you back. So Love I agree. This. Yes. Woof. All right. So thank you for the CD. Yes. Yeah, so I'll definitely have this show notes. Thank you. Um, and then just to move on. So the igrantwriters.com. So now we're going to get into that. So I think, you know, once we move there and I think you're right because there are a lot of people, they might not want to start our website right away, or even if they have a website. So this is a great platform because, you know, looking and we're always trying to get in those places where people, the market's going to find you, right? So this would be a great place to say it's already developed. People might go there. They're going there actually to look directly for a grant writer. They're not just going to browse around and see what services are available, like for janitor or for this or for that they're going specifically for 
this. So can you kind of talk about that a little bit more and, and how people can access it, et cetera? Absolutely. So first, if they are already a grant professional, we already have over a thousand people inside of the directory. So first thing I would do is say, just go check to see if you're already in the directory. And if you're not in the directory, go grab a free listing. And that free listing will allow you to put a lot of information up. You can put your profile picture up. You can write a description about what you do. And I encourage you to really take some time, spend some time doing this. Same kind of information you kind of would put on the typical LinkedIn profile, you would mm -hmm. put here as well. And what I like to encourage people to do is really be conversational. Act mm -hmm. as if somebody has visited your profile and don't be corporate, but be conversational as if you're talking directly to them is what I would encourage so that the person can get a feel for you. And if mm -hmm. you have uh, video footage or if you have any type of other footage that you may be able to put there that gives them a feel and a sense for who you are, I would encourage you to do it. That may be a link to an article, that may be something else, but again, it's a great way for you to at least showcase and place out what it is that you do and who you are. And you never know where it will lead. This mm -hmm. is kind of what I'm trying to say because we're, we're really committed to helping people find good grant professionals. And this, uh, this provides one way for that to happen. And then we also have other ways that we're looking at in the future coming real soon where we want to bring opportunities for people like you've created a, a great platform to introduce so many different grant professionals around like this mm -hmm. for, for somebody else just to be able to get on a show yeah. where somebody will interview them and find out a little bit more about them. And so that'd be out there. So we're, we're looking at different ways just to continue to help to push forward the profession as a whole, because when we do that, there's so much opportunity out here mm -hmm. that is enough we, if everybody, listen, we can't take, we can't fulfill all the opportunities that there are out here. Mm -mm. So that's why, hey, great, come, come, come and, um, and, and help yourself in the process by uh, not being afraid to put yourself out there. Yeah, no, I love that. And I love that as just advancing as a whole grant writing, um, because some people, you know, and I've been hearing this for years, like, oh, it's becoming kind of outdated. Da, da, da. I'm like, the grants aren't outdated. They're still publishing money. <laughs> and it's not, and we even saw like in the current situation, you know, um, and there were, yes, fewer grants this year. However, what I did do research on was there was a lot more money in those grants. And when I say there was fewer, there were still hundreds of thousands of grants available, like, you know, almost a half million. So there, and that's just federal government. That's not even looking at foundations. So there's definitely a huge room. You know, there's more than 88,000 foundations in the U.S. alone in 2019. Like there is huge room for grant writers to get clients. And there's so many nonprofits. There was like over one and a half million registered last year in the United States alone, once again. So that's like that. There's not enough of us out there and not everybody in a nonprofit knows how to write a grant. So there's, yeah. there's more opportunities than any of us mm -hmm. completely excavate and, and bring out. We, we, None of us could, if we wanted to even get the, all the opportunities. And, and here's the thing about it. It's like, when we start looking and really digging and having the, the mindset that says, hey, there's opportunities out there and we just got to go unearth them and find them. 
there are opportunities that are there that you don't even know about that are not even publicized. Mm -hmm. And even as they make mention on um, some of the directors, I recently read how 90% or so of the directory uh, of the foundations don't even have like a website. Yeah. Okay. So, so we have this whole other group over here that has the potential to, to be talked to or spoken to that could provide grants and they're not even publicizing themselves. They're playing hide and go seat on you. Mm -hmm. And it just shows again, there's opportunities that you may not see on the surface, but once you start digging underneath, you can find some incredible opportunities there. Yeah, absolutely. So much. So what are you, what are you kind of talking to like your students to then um, and your audience as far as, you know, during this time, right? And as we're moving into we're moving into the new year, we have a lot going on. Like, what do you kind of see like people? Are you getting people that are coming to you to say, hey, Rodney, is this still a profession? And what are you kind of pointing them towards? And what do you say? Yes, I definitely have people that have that question continuously. Mm -hmm. And what I'm sharing with people is a few things. I'm sharing with them that the opportunities are greater than ever because they actually are. Just mm -hmm. think about it. Last year, this time, most of the grants were solely for nonprofits. Mm -hmm. Solely. This year, that's changed. There are great opportunities for people who have for-profit business and there have been dollars that have been directed for for-profit business. So. So grant writers market just expanded to those that are nonprofits as well as even those that are with for profits. And what I've also been encouraging uh, people to do is to look at where the putt is going. That mm -hmm. was a famous quote from uh, a famous hockey player that may mention that he says the difference between me and some of the other hockey players is these other hockey players go where the putt is. And it's oh. Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky says, I go to where the putt is going. Mm -hmm. So my encouragement is to step back and think. And in the process of thinking, ask yourself, where is the putt going? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's going over here. So what does that mean in practical terms? Think about it right now. Our society and our world is, is completely changed. It's different, okay? So now, with it being completely changed, now the roof has literally been blown off and now the opportunities for grant professionals are even greater than ever because now you can, it, now the vast majority of the jobs are remote. Yeah. So now, instead of it just simply being in your city, you have the opportunity now to get jobs all over. And then in addition to that, there, there are avenues that you can tap into when you start saying, hey, where's the putt going? Mm -hmm. Because it's supposed to be in the year 2025 that the job market was going to shift yeah. from being more people that were going to be on traditional jobs, which was winning, it was just barely winning. And then the other group was the group that was freelancers. That was supposed to shift in 2025. Well, guess what? When the pandemic came, I'm waiting to see what the numbers are now because yeah. I would, if they were already close, but I would venture to say it's sped up things. Mm -hmm. And now as a result of it being sped up, 
now that's probably shifted now. So the freelancers are now the ones that are in the majority. What does that look like is the kind of questions we want to be asking. What does that look like for this nonprofit? What does that look like for me in terms of opportunities? What does that look like in terms of what I should be doing? Mm -hmm. and, and to really sit with those questions for a while, because if you sit, you'll start seeing opportunities because some people are not going to be looking. They're going to be just like, oh, where's the put at now? No, yeah. where's mm -hmm. the put going? That's oh, the question we're that. asking ourselves. Yeah. And you know, I remember you had said that before. This was way before the pandemic when you were on in episode 93, not back in 1993, <laughs> but when you had hairline. <laughs> Take me back. Take me back, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> and you had said that to me about 2025, you're like, it's going to be over 50%. And I thought, man, I thought it was going to be longer than that. But it makes sense because I've been watching where the puck's going to like realizing, you know, working from home, telework, um, you know, freelancing, whatever. It's huge. Right. But like you said, and then I, so I did some research recently and it was funny because I remember you said that before uh -huh. and I was like, that's so interesting. And then I was looking and it was actually like by it now is up to like 82% by 2025, uh -huh. I believe is going to be telework or working from home right like so awesome. yeah awesome the right Boom. And, 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 listen, and it's not going back the way it was no okay and mm -hmm. that's what i want to make sure we we hear it's not going back the way it was so if it's not going back the way it was and we're taking the statistics that you just shared mm -hmm. what does that mean for you in terms of taking greater control of your future right yeah no, it's, it's amazing. I mean, we definitely need to be online, right? Like there, there's definitely a part of that and learning how to market and being out there because more and more people are going to be in the market. But if you've had a platform for a while, right, if you've been able to build up some credibility, that's going to really show. So um, I definitely encourage people to be out there. And like you said, build out your LinkedIn, like build out your iGrantWriters profile. And I'm on there. So I love it. I like Google myself up and I was like, hey, I'm there. <laughs> So, but yeah, do things, get out there and don't be afraid of it's not going to work or, you know, but even networking is so different nowadays. Like we used to go to a lot of the in-person conferences and I'm sure that's going to come back. Like people, it's not totally like that part, but yeah, you exactly. definitely want to learn more about networking online. And now like before Zoom, not everybody was even familiar with Zoom, but now it's easy to jump on and say, hey, do you want to do a Zoom call real quick and connect? And people now are used to that. So that is a huge advantage that I think needs to still be taken you know, into consideration because instead of flying somewhere and spending the money to meet somebody and all of that, it's, it's free, it's fast, it's quick, it's comfortable, right? It works. So yeah. That's absolutely true. And I, I would say since everything is changing and it's not going to go back 100% the way it was, no. even though thing is those meetings, in-person meetings, will, some of those conferences will come back and things of that nature, but, but we don't know how long. Right. And with that, it brings us to the next part of what I like to share with people, and, and that is think continuously innovation. Mm -hmm. Got to think innovation. What, what new opportunities exist now or what things exist that we can innovate and make even better because everything is changing. Mm -hmm. Every seven months, the cells in your body, in your body changes, you're different. So if that change is happening, you gotta be asking yourself, what changes should I be implementing in what I'm doing and enhancing 
again, now, again, it's continuous growth uh, and preparing to, to make things even better. And so that's another thing I encourage, hey, listen, think about that. And again, it comes back to saying, hey, do you have the confidence? Because if you're working on your confidence and you're innovating, you're thinking and you're growing, it, it makes you a better person mm-hmm. and it allows you to offer even more. And that's that's what it all all is about at the end of the day, being able to be of greater value to our society while also doing good with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that. Oh my gosh, this has been such a good interview. So I wanted to go ahead and make sure that people know where to find you. So definitely check out igrantwriters.com. See if you're there. If you're not, sign up for that. And where else can people find you, Rodney? They can find me uh, at grantcentralusa.com. One of my key hangouts, I hang out quite a bit on LinkedIn. So you'll you easily find me there, but also on the other social media platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn, of course, um, Instagram, uh, which I'm a little less active on, but I'm more active on the LinkedIn group, as I may mention a little earlier. So those are a few of the places. Great. And any final words before we go for people out there who are, you know, thinking about becoming a grant writer or just started out and just, you know, kind of thinking, okay, I need to build my confidence. And there is a platform out there for me. There is opportunity, but oh, still holding my breath a little bit. Anything else that you can tell them to encourage them? I'll tell you something that helped me tremendously. And it still helps me to this very day. And it was a formula that was written by Napoleon Hill. It was called the self-confidence formula. I encourage all of my clients to learn that formula. Now, a few have learned it, more have not, <laughs> because it's rather lengthy, but it was, it's been one of the best investments of my time and energy to make a commitment to learning it. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's going to have, it's going to challenge you to grow a muscle a mental muscle of concentration and time. But again, once you learn it, you can just go to online and Google it. And it's the self-confidence formula by Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. And I believe that would be that would be something that if someone is saying, okay, right, right, my confidence is not where it needs to be right now. I want to grow it. I would say, hey, start by just memorizing it. Make a commitment to memorizing it. Mm-hmm. And I believe that it will have a profound listen to what I'm saying, that it will have a profound impact on your life. And uh, let me know if you decide to do it, because I think it will help tremendously. It has, and it continues to help me, because I repeat it out loud probably at least three or four times in the course of my normal day. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I mean, Napoleon Hill, man. (laughs) I just uh, recently read the book Outwitting the Devil. And that was a really good one that he wrote too. Right. So I was like, wow, this is so good. Um, But yeah, he's got some great stuff. The self-confidence formula. I'll definitely put it on the link in the show notes as well. So that's a great thing. But those affirmations, the CD, like just really being clear on what you want to do and realizing that you can have the vote for your life. (laughs) So going back to the beginning of this, love it. Yeah. I'm going to send you 10 of my favorites. The one that I, that I use every single day. So what I'll do as soon as we're done, I'll send this over to you. Feel free to share it. And um, I'll look forward to hopefully it having an impact on their lives the way it's had an impact on mine as well. 
great. Thank you so much, Rodney. All right, so I definitely will put everything in the show notes. Thanks so much for coming back on the show again. And we will definitely have you on once again or more than that in the future. <laughs> Thank you for having me. We got to have you on a show this week. So once we're done, let's get a time today. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So thanks so much again. Have a good one. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For all the show notes from today's episode, including where to find igrantwriters.com, please check out grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 156. You will also see all the links to Mr. Rodney Walker. And as always, if you enjoyed this podcast, will you please do me a favor and leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast player? That does help other people find this show. All right, guys, I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.